Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not that way. I'm 52 years old, have been married for 30 years, and have four kids, 8, 10, 12, and 14. Never cheated on my wife once ever. Lied to her about stopping smoking many times. Stare at attractive women once in a while. But never, ever touched. My wife has been home many years raising our kids while I worked. She recently got a job as a school crossing guard, and all of a sudden has developed a social life again. Yesterday, she dropped the bombshell on me. She met a guy last September, started off casually with coffee at the diner for four to five weeks. A few days a week, last get-together, they jumped in his truck took a ride. Kissing, touching led to unprotected you-know-what. She says she cried as soon as they got intimate and stopped doing it very quickly. At which point the guy yelled at her why'd you start something you couldn't finish. He had given her a prepaid phone which she eventually gave back so they could call each other and set up meetings without me knowing about it. Since this ended back end of last year, he disappeared. Can't find him by name, and he was on Long Island for work and had North Carolina plates. Said he loved her and wanted her to leave me. Things haven't always been good with us. Normal marriage issues over the years, but never like this. She says this is the first and only time she's ever been with another guy since she met me. To make things worse, she now tested positive for herpes too, which I got tested for this morning and am awaiting results. I don't have any friends to talk to about this and have a lot of mixed emotions. Don't know if I'm madder at the picture in my mind of them sleeping together in the back of his Denali, or the fact that she now has a disease she may have given me. It disgusts me to picture her being vulnerable with another guy, and all the things that led up to them getting physical that day. Also, mad that I may never be able to sleep with her again because of the herpes, and can't picture myself getting intimate with her. While I'll picture them together in my mind. This whole thing really rots. I feel like if I find him, I'll destroy him. I'm mad, embarrassed, grossed out, depressed and a little numb. When she told me yesterday in tears, I held her close and told her people make mistakes and as long as you learn from them, we can work it out. By the time I got home from work, I was very angry, took my wedding ring off, and couldn't sleep at all last night. Again picturing my wife, touching a strange guy haunts me. Please help with some practical advice, as my life as I knew it just fell apart. Thanks. Right now, I just feel plain sick. I don't even want to talk to her. We had a great life since the beginning. It's weird picturing her doing it with another guy. I always thought that was just for us. Now that she's been with another guy, I can't imagine it ever being the same again. She claims she's not a cheap woman, and I asked her, well what kind of thing are you then? In my mind, that's the worst thing anyone can do to another person. Also, my guess is if she didn't see sores the weird crap and got tested, she never would have told me about her encounter. After all, it happened in September, and she just told me about it yesterday. As a matter of fact, the night before, she did give me a good time but wouldn't let me touch her. Probably because she was waiting for the results. Even if she had a sneaking suspicion, she had something, why get physical with me the night before? And maybe transmits it to me? But it goes way deeper than that. I just can't, but can, picture her getting physical with him. And dropping her drawers in the back of his truck. Can't get the visual out of my mind no matter how hard I try. Wondering was he any good? Was she comparing him to me? Was she wearing her wedding ring? All this and more keeps swirling around my head. She says as soon as they started, she cried and said she loved me too much to keep going. So he stopped. Guess that split second was enough to give her a nice going away present. 
What the hell did she expect when she first got into his truck and went for a ride anyway? How did she come home afterwards and keep a straight face? Did we sleep together that same night? Certainly, many times since. I'm ripped apart and don't know what to do. Comments. This is awful, I am so sorry. I completely understand why you held her and told it would be okay. It's because you love her and that is what you are used to doing when she is upset. Now you are a mess though. I would be too. If there is any hope of saving your marriage, if that is truly what you want, then she needs to be willing to do whatever it takes to make you trust her again. The saying once a cheater, always a cheater, is not too far off the truth. It is a tough cycle to break. Your trust in her will never be the same, and she will get frustrated with the constant distrust and suspicion from you. You will need to try MC for a while. This is not something that should be handled on your own. Both of you need to be ready for a lot of work ahead of you. If you are not willing to put this behind you, and she is not willing to do whatever it takes to earn your trust back, then it's probably over. I am so sorry. She did it only once, that too she cried and said no, bullcrap, it was definitely more than once. It's the way cheaters downplay. Ask her to come clean completely. You know that she only confessed because she got an STD. She knows that she may have given it to you and she is going to get caught. Ask her for a separation and take your own time to decide what you want R or D. OM bought her a burner phone to keep the affair secret and they had car sex where she stopped it immediately. Yeah, right? Like everyone has said, trickle truth. You don't just go from working a couple of hours a day as a crossing guard to banging some guy from out of state in his car. There's more to this and you know it. OP responds. 1. There's no way I can look into their history. My wife as a crossing guard works from 7 to 9 a.m., then comes home, then goes back from 2 to 4 p.m. Sometimes she says she got home late because she stopped to go shopping and came home with no bags and had no explanation. She got tons of cell calls on her own phone with private caller and said it was from work. 2. I understand trickle truth. Now at this point, why not lay it on the line? How much worse can it get? 3. Right now I need to be calm and not make any rash decisions. 4. I think I want to save my marriage, although I'm not sure if it is a real marriage without anything physical. Although I'm sure others with physical issues would disagree. As long as there's love. She just sent me a text saying I know I screwed up your life but you're making the picture uglier than it was and making it hurt more. She said she gave the phone back right after it happened, and doesn't remember the number he called her from, nor the number she called him at. Comments. This is all a lie. If you think about it too many things logically make no sense. Why would he buy her a burner phone if she didn't even know his name? If she didn't talk to this guy over her phone then she must have had the burner phone for some time. If she was even doing the crossing guard thing how did they meet? Why did the crossing guard have time to communicate with this person long enough for Anna to start and escalate? She is trying to rug sweep this and wants it all to go away. If she has a cell phone you can look on the phone or at phone records. If she was a crossing guard for a school then the guy most likely has a student at the school. And what this guy just walks up to a crossing guard in the middle of the street and hits on her. Too many things not coming together. You can contact her supervisor at work and get a work schedule. She is still lying through her teeth even after all she has done to you. OP responds. This has been ultimate hell. I sat down with her yesterday and talked for hours. She gave me his name, but I googled everywhere I could and can't find him. Probably a fake name. I figure he is predator, and predators always hunt in the same area and bring their prey to the same place. I parked for hours last night and again this morning on the corner of Main Street looking for a blue Denali with North Carolina plate. Drove for hours around the area and found nothing. I will kill this guy if I find him. Have no doubt and I'll deal with the consequences later. But I will let him know why before I'm done. Where she was working that day is a quiet residential area. He'd have no business being there unless he lived there. If he's still in the area, I will find him. I asked her, and she gave me all the gory details. He pulled up one morning at her crossing guard post and just started chatting about their similar trucks. Came back later with coffee and donuts. 
He would meet her in the morning and afternoon at her stops, and they'd go to donuts afterwards to talk. She said they talked about everything. He just showed up with the track phone and asked her to take it so he would know where she was at all times, so he could meet up with her. She returned the phone before the incident, as she said it felt too much like an affair and was afraid she'd get caught, but she called him and gave him her post schedule for the upcoming week so they wouldn't need to call each other. She estimates they had meetings at Donuts 2 to 25 times, but it never got physical. At one meeting he suggested they jump in his truck and they went for a ride. He drove straight down to the East Marina, which nobody could ever find unless they were really familiar with the area. He said he wanted to go in the back seat just to hug. She followed him, and they tongue-kissed for 10 to 15 minutes. Then he started kissing other places. He unzipped and you know where this is going. They did it. She says she can't believe how she let her emotions take over her common sense. She said literally they only got physical for 10 seconds, and she started crying, got off him and got dressed. He was yelling at her as she walked away from his truck. Then he pulled up next to her and offered to drive her back to her truck. She actually got in and took the ride, saying they didn't speak the whole way back. That's the last she heard from him. She did give me two numbers, which she thinks she remembers him calling from. From the track phone's caller ID, which I am calling over and over. She blames me for ignoring her and turning my attentions away from her and towards my motorcycle. My new motorcycle friends and my motorcycle websites. She says he paid attention to her, told her he loved her, and actually listened to her. She says she got caught up in the emotions and made a giant mistake. But she also told me she's lived with horrible guilt for nine months and wouldn't have told me if she didn't get the herpes. As she knew it would break my heart, but she swore she'd never done it before. And never would again. She offered to leave me, so I could start a new life with someone else. She also offered to let me leave her. I think she feels remorseful and horrible for what she's done. I really want to believe her and make the best we can of this life. But it's so hard getting the picture of the two of them out of my mind. I asked her what's to make me think she won't do it again in a moment of loneliness, anger of just happenstance. And she swears she would never do it again. She was hysterically crying for hours. This has been the worst weekend of my life. Why let the other man do this again? He's probably done this before and he'll probably do it again. He'll get what he deserves, and whatever happens, my wife can deal with it herself either way for the rest of her life. She brought this on the two of them, not me. Truthfully, the chances of me finding him are so slim, but I feel inside I have to try. She was actually worried I might X the crap out of her, and the thought did enter my mind. She's afraid if she rolls over in bed and touches me, I might get violent. Last night, she slept on the floor. I've never put my hands, and don't think I could, but it's real hard to think straight when so many thoughts and pictures are in my mind at once. I now wrap a towel around myself when I get out of the shower and get dressed in the bathroom. I don't even want her to see my body, and I certainly don't want to see hers. It just seems so dirty or used now. I have never had to deal with anything like this in my entire life. And really, as much as I appreciate everyone's advice. I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer. What's right for you might not be right for me, and vice versa. I'm trying my best to not let the emotions get the best of me, and not to make any rash decisions, but it sure is difficult. And not getting any easier. She gave me his name, Daniel H. She said he told her it several times, and she saw it on an aluminum clipboard in his truck. Tried to find him any way I could but to no avail. I've also been reading tons of things about herpes. Some people get symptoms between a couple of days and a couple of weeks. Some never get symptoms. Folks spread it without even knowing they have it. It apparently can be spread, both herpes 1 and 2, by kissing. And other things, and just by touching as the virus stays alive on your skin. And you don't have to have open sores or outbreaks to pass it on, as I'm sure she would have seen sores on him beforehand. This is from two doctors and the CDC website, as well as many others. So maybe she did get it from 10 seconds thing, maybe from 15 minutes of kissing. 
Maybe from the other nasty. It doesn't really matter as she has it and that's done. I left this morning at 7.30am for a 6-hour motorcycle ride upstate New York to try and clear my head and do some soul searching. It didn't help. I just keep asking why did she do this. She more than ripped out my heart. She shattered it. I have nothing left. She took my best friend of 30 years. She took away my past and destroyed my future. As I was riding, I passed many places we had ridden together before. And thought of many things we did together never to happen again. She's not the same person she was before this weekend. She insists her story is true and has agreed to a polygraph. Although I don't know how that will really help, it can only get worse if she's still lying. She says it started off as a friendship, just meeting and talking, and she felt comfortable having someone listen to her and pay her some attention. Physical affair came up in the conversation, but she said she couldn't do that because she was married. Not because it was wrong, but just because she couldn't. She said she didn't plan it, it just happened and she hated it. I hate to say it, but I kind of believe her. If it was planned, she would have taken all everything off. Not just one pants leg. She also would have gone to a hotel, rather than taking a chance of getting caught in a public parking lot. I also think, she would have had a shred of common sense and stopped to pick up protection on the way. She may be a cheater, but she's really not an idiot. But she sure planned the meetings, she sure had her mind together she was in the back seat, and she had ample opportunity to stop this before it eventually led to everything. Anyway, them kissing, him doing all the nasty things seems like a physical affair already happened to me. The last part was just the icing on the cake the deed had already been done. She insists they just became really good friends, but in all the time I've known her, she's never slept with any of the other good friends. I don't get this, and I am torn apart. My life as I knew it has ended, and I don't know what the future has in store for me, her or us. Comments. For you to move on from this you need to believe you have the truth. If it gets worse, it gets worse. That is her choice. If she is in fact minimizing things, she needs to come clean. There will be nothing worse for you than the constant wondering about what happened. As long as you feel you don't have the truth, you're going to wonder. OP responds. I know it sounds stupid to say I know my wife after 30 years of being with her after the latest events we've all been discussing, but I truly, in my heart think she's wife number one. I think me ignoring her and substituting my bike and riding to get away from the humdrum of home life and non-stop work made her very lonely and just craving attention. I think this guy strummed all the right strings to take advantage of her loneliness. True, he invested a lot of time in her hoping to get a good time, and I guess she fell for his words hook, line and sinker. I don't think she expected any long-term relationship out of this. And I think she truly thought she was making a new friend or confidant, and was afraid to tell me because she knows how jealous I am. Not for any reason, but I don't even like other guys looking sideways at my wife. I really think the emotions or heat of the moment got her and she had second thoughts right at the end. Hard to put in words because I think it, but I do. I can see it in her eyes and hear it in her voice. I think she realizes we've hit rock bottom, and it could get worse if she lied any further. So, I think the lies are done. Even though a polygraph is not 100% accurate, she's willing to try it. Where do I go to get her one, and how do I write up the questions the examiner gives her? That itself should be a thrill. Holy crap. She says she called him on the track phone only about three or four times only necessary when her work schedule post changed. So, she didn't use it that often. Since it was almost nine months ago, she gave me two numbers which she's pretty sure is it. I call from my cell number with my hash blocked. One number says the caller you're trying to reach is not accepting calls. The second hash just lets me leave a voicemail. I sent a couple of texts to both numbers but haven't heard back yet. In retrospect, it will really do no good finding this guy. Just gives me something else to focus on, while I should be blaming her 100% and focusing on what's right for me. She says she wants to stay married to me, still loves me and never loved him, realizes life won't ever be the way it was, but wants to try. 
I started crying at 4.30 this morning and stopped around 5.15. Haven't cried that much in years. Guess it might be a good thing. Update. First, I went to a local private investigator, retired policeman for 30 years, and a PI for the past 10, primarily to see if he could help me find the guy. He said he deals with these issues daily and for $75 he would try. But his best advice was to forget the guy. As even if he found him and told me who he was. The ramifications of taking my anger out on him would be worse for me and my family in the long run and he's never seen anything good come out of knowing who the guy is. Slowly but surely, I am putting the other man out of my head. Second, I asked him about the polygraph. He said for 500 he could do it, but I should save my money and spend it on a therapist. He said whether she had slept with one guy once, or 50 guys 10 times. The fact is it happened and there's no erasing it. If she passed or failed the polygraph it won't change the past. Move on and deal with now and the future. Not the past. He felt that if she is still hiding anything, or not telling me the truth, a therapist would be able to get it out of her. I then contacted my insurance company, and the woman on the phone was a clinical physiologist for 30 years. She cried when I told her my story. She recommended several local counselors. I felt that my wife could better relate to, and be more open with a woman therapist than a male one, and we'd have a better chance of getting to the wise if she felt more comfortable. I don't need any finger-pointing, and having someone blame me for pushing her away, or someone admonishing her for what she did. I need an open mind, and good practical advice to deal with the now, and the where are we going from here? I called one, and she got all choked up hearing my story. My wife and I were approved by the insurance for 20 visits and they start next Tuesday, July 9th, at 4.30 at her office. My wife is willing to do this, and I feel a tiny bit better that I now have some direction. As little as it is, every little bit helps. Once I get the results of my blood test in a couple of days, we'll see what kind of mood I'm in then. I'm not defending my wife by no means, but it sure seems like the majority of you here really crucified a cheater and leave no room for doubt. I also don't really differentiate physical affair from the, one, going in his truck in the first place, two, going in the back seat with him just for some hugs, three, start kissing him, four, the nasty parts, five, her starting to touch him and, six, the final part. I've known this woman a long time and have had slept with her a million times. I know what she likes to do. I asked her if she did this to him, and she said no. That would be disgusting. But I know her and can't believe she did everything else but that. Knowing she now has herpes, why would she keep lying and telling me it only happened once? If it were continuing, I know she might think that minimalizing the story might not make me feel as bad, or make it seem more like it was in the heat of the moment and not emotional. But I can't rationalize continuing lying once you've admitted to it. Seems there's nothing left to gain or hide by lying anymore. But if she really wanted to leave, she'd already be gone. If she really wanted our marriage over, she would have said so. If she was so unhappy with me, this would have been her ticket out so she could run around and screw the world if she wanted to. Why would she say she wants to stay married to me if she's an inch away from her freedom? The other day she said, if I don't have herpes when the blood test comes back, and if I want to leave her to find someone else to have a normal sexual relationship, I could go and start over. She also said if I wanted to stay at home and keep the kids, she would leave, and again I could start my life over again. But she said over and over again, she wants to stay and make this work. So, when all is said and done, they say nothing in life is guaranteed except for going away and taxes. If I know my wife is capable of cheating, there really is no guarantee with or without a therapist, or with all the promises in the world, that she'll do it, or not do it again, depending upon the circumstances at the time. I can only hope and pray she'll remember the hurt and pain for both of us and will think twice about doing it again, or I can worry for the rest of my married life that she knows she got away with it at least once for the past nine months. 
and since she already has herpes, would never have to tell me about that again. Seems with most folks here, this ended in divorce or will shortly. Don't know if I've heard from anyone that reconciled and how life has been since. Guess there's no statistics. But do you think there's anyone out there who survives this hell? Stays together, and lives, almost, happily ever after. Or is this generally the end of the road? I thought the therapy route was to get more truth out of her, answer the why she did it questions, and to help me cope with it, get my life back together and learn to try and trust her again. Am I already looking for the wrong things from therapy I haven't even started yet? I brought her to the marina yesterday and she showed me where they parked, and how far she got when she walked away before she got back into his truck for the ride back. I also met with the manager of the Dunkin' Donuts to see if I could see them on the store's video surveillance system. And fortunately, they use a DVR system which overwrites the videos every two weeks. I checked her cell phone records, not a smartphone, going back from September through December and see no incoming or outgoing calls to the number she gave me. Whether it's an accurate number or not, after hours and hours of grilling her story hasn't even wavered. I have gone over every detail, repeating the story bit by bit, and step by ugly step to see if there would be any change or inconsistencies. And pressed her for endless hours, waking her up in the middle of the night, and keeping her up until morning. I have brought her to the point of horrible sobbing, and deep large tears. She did tell me when she got home that afternoon, she felt so disgusted that she threw her clothes in the garbage. She also gave me some details in the truck. I even went as far as to have her sit on me and demonstrate how it all went down. Some more stuff too, but everything seems to make sense and appears pretty logical. I know you all might not like hearing it, but I'm leaning more towards believing that she's told me everything, rather than still hiding anything. She swears she hardly touched his parts as her arm couldn't bend backwards while sitting on him. And she absolutely insists she never went down on him either. She said the kissing and caressing really felt passionate and she just lost control after that. I've tried to get her to tell me every minute detail of their meetings, but he didn't tell her much. She says she did most of the talking and he did all the listening, and that was why she liked him so much and thought he was becoming a good friend. I really think she got played by a pro and let it get the best of her. We're going to see a therapist next Tuesday night. Going to relive all the gory details once again, and hopefully get some direction on how to start a new life together. As I don't think the old one exists anymore, even if we got a divorce, and I found somebody new. I now realize there's no guarantee of 100% honesty anywhere. Believe me, divorce would be much easier on me than the hell of therapy. And maybe through therapy some more truths will come out. Don't quite know, nor do I know if I can handle any more than I've already heard. It's not like the lesser of two evils thing. I just feel it in my gut that it's the right thing to do for me. I feel a lot better than I did last week, just making myself busy with work and talking with you folks. It's when I have too much time to think, or while I'm sleeping, that it all surfaces again, and my mood changes. And I blast her. I've surprised myself that I haven't taken a swing at her. I feel like I've analyzed this too much and need to focus on my future. Sure, the whys are still very important to me. The whens and wheres are still in the back of my mind. Having read many other posts here, it seems common to want to know all the details like how it felt. Was he as good as me? Did you like it? Etc. Etc. Knowing I'm not alone. Although I feel like I am, helped tremendously. Perhaps if it happened after only a couple of years of marriage, or if she came to me and said she fell in love with him and wanted to leave me, I'd feel differently. But I don't think it's like that, and after 30 years, I think it's worth fighting for, especially since I tested negative for HSV too. It would be so easy to leave, now that I don't have the stigma. Sorry for those of you who do I mean nothing bad by saying that. The biggest battle is not with her, or with the other men, it's with me. How much do I want this? How much am I willing to take? How much do I want my old life back? Can I ever have any semblance of normalcy again? 
Will I ever get over the doubt, the depression, the feeling of inadequacy? These I guess will only be answered in time. I know I'm not strong enough to deal with all these issues by myself. There are far too many, and one doesn't hold a priority over the others. Again, I wish this never happened, but I need to pick up the pieces, heal me first, and work on the relationship and her sort of at the same time. Unless something drastically new comes up in conversation, or some evidence pops up that shows she was blatantly lying to me, or hiding even more details. I think this is the way I'm going to go. I love being married and I love being married to her. She's just not the same person I married 30 years ago. I guess over time, people do change to some degree and I have to weigh the choices of staying married to her. Or finding someone else, who might be even worse. Many thoughts spinning around my little head, but real good getting them out here. Better than my head exploding. Just wish I could stop crying like a baby so much. Don't even know why I'm crying. Just do. Don't know if I'm feeling sorry for me, for her, for us, or just desperately sad in general. I really hope this gets better before it gets worse. I hope my new life ahead with her is better than the old one. Obviously, I can't predict now about mood swings and arguments in the future. I can only hope for the best. We'll see if the MC can offer any help at all. For all I know that will be a dead end, and then my decision might be made for me. Should I keep going on her for details, or give it a rest and see what the counselor can do for me and for us? First meeting with the MC was Tuesday. Next one is tomorrow morning. Can't believe how fast an hour flew by. Mostly she just listened the whole time. Said my wife is impulsive. Wants to know if I trust her or want to trust her. Then time ran out. More to follow after our next meeting. Good thing, as time goes on, I'm sleeping again. Stopped interrogating her. Talking to her again. Stopped looking for the piece of crap other men. And life is slowly but surely moving on. An update a day later. Did a double session for almost two hours today. A fair amount of yelling, crying and eventual understanding. This takes nothing more than a leap of faith on my part. The MC recommended we start the reconciliation now, as this is going to take a long time. She said we both have to start trusting each other, and we should consider sleeping together now, as we enjoyed it together for so many years. And it would help to start off our new relationship and it's the only intimacy we've ever known, as neither one of us are big talkers. I'm still up in the air about that but giving it some thought. My ignoring my wife, not being a good listener and not being as emotional as she would have liked over the years did not justify her actions but seems to have been the catalyst for our growing apart over the last few years. At this point, for better or worse, I'm believing her story, because if I don't it will be like an anchor never letting us move on. I have to learn to trust her again, and she has to demonstrate that she deserves the trust. I told her this hurts me so much, that I know for a fact I could not ever handle anything like this again, ever. I laid down some ground rules, that if she follows them, will not put her in a compromising situation again. And that she has to internalize that the reason she shouldn't do this again is not only because it's wrong, immoral, unethical and because she's married, more so because she has a husband at home who loves her unconditionally. And that she would not like anyone doing this to her. What she did to me? I think that's enough to build a relatively stable foundation and can only hope for the best in the future. Accountability isn't the issue here. Moving on with living and not dwelling on every detail which was continually killing me, is, I will not forget the past, but if I don't try to bury some of it, it will bury me. And there's no way I can move on and try and repair things if I keep thinking the way I was thinking. Also, if two weeks of hell isn't enough, what's a good number for you? Five weeks, three months, a year. I can only punish her for so long until we can move ahead and try to make things better or start off fresh. Every time I punish her, I punish me. It hurts both of us at the same time. Her lifestyle might be the same, but her life is totally different. She's now accountable for everywhere she goes, and every minute she's gone. I truly think she make a huge mistake, realizes it wasn't worth it and realizes the damage it caused. 
with the sheer giant number of posts you have compared to my measly handful. I'm sure you know more about this topic than I do. Only thing is I know me better. I came here for help, guidance, sympathy, to vent, advice and all that, and I'm willing to listen to any and all advice and put nobody down for their opinion as we all have different reference points. So, don't worry that your angry sounds like it's with me. I'm glad to listen to it, but sometimes I have to keep moving on with what I think is the best plan. The only way I can gauge remorse is by her actions. She has apologized profusely over and over again. The other night while she was laying in my arms, she sobbed for about an hour and a half. I think she's realized her mistake and how it has affected both of us individually and as a couple. I want to move on and make the future as good as it can be for us. Given the circumstances, I can only hope that at some point she will recognize what drove her to do this and why she did it and internalize it so it doesn't ever happen again. A month later update. Life is moving on, a new life, meetings with the marriage counselor once a week for an hour and a half are helping a lot. The initial anger and disbelief have basically subsided, although I do have an occasional relapse. I have stopped waking my wife up in the middle of the night and interrogating her, which has reduced the pain for both of us. But we still discuss it when I have questions. The physical part, well that's kind of weird. We've gone back to it, not on a regular basis like before, but once in a while. Having protection for the first time in 30 years just plain sucks and is a constant reminder of this event. I'm constantly worried about where it's okay to touch her with the threat of herpes and that takes a lot of the fun and spontaneity out of it. Which also sucks. I've spoken to my primary care physician, her gynecologist, the CDC in Atlanta, the National Institute of Health in DC, the New York State Department of Health, and an infectious disease specialist, and hit most every website on the net for herpes 2 info. It's amazing how such a prevalent disease has no consistency at all in diagnosis or prevention. Each resource has different opinions. For example, she tested positive by a culture which is like 100% guaranteed but tested negative in a blood test. I also tested negative. Her tester says there's a high percentage of false negative tests. And I probably have it even though my blood test came back negative. My doctor says that's totally untrue, and if I tested negative, there's a 99% chance the test was right. The most exact tests come in around 94% positive accuracy and 99% negative accuracy. Worst of it is, if she's got asymptomatic shedding. I really don't know for sure where I can touch her. Which means cuddling, touching etc. is virtually out. Someone here likened it to having a roommate rather than a wife. Now I understand, to make matters ducking worse. The protections already broke during intimacy. Now I have to go back for testing in a few months again. Anyway, we're still together and making the best of a new relationship on many levels. The accountability is now there on a daily basis. And that plus her actions are slowly allowing me to get trust back into the relationship. Well, that's it for now. Life goes on, two years later. So, it's been about two years since this crap started, and I've been trying to make things work. Had a blood test done right after I found out and tested negative. Had another one done this past Saturday, and results came back positive today. I'm ducked. Doctor said cases of false positives are rare but recommended having another test done in three months. According to the HSV-1 test results, anything around 1 is equivocal. Anything over 1 is positive. I scored over 5. According to the HSV-2 test results, anything over 1 positive. I scored almost 2 my lucky, ducking day. Sucks to be me today. He slept on the couch last night. Called an expert this morning. If I dump her and have HSV it makes life very difficult to find another woman who would accept me with what I've got. Also, if I dump her and don't have HSV, I have been become very distrusting of other women. And how could I ever believe another woman who tells me she's clean, and isn't going to give me something I didn't want my wife to give me in the first place? 
How could I ever know that a woman I met might not be the same lying, cheating, diseased bee I just left? If I stay here with her, and don't have HSV, I realize just how easy it is to catch it. As there are rarely signs, and even medication won't stop her from giving it to me now. Or sometime down the road, if I stay with her and do have it, I guess I don't have to worry about anything anymore. As she can't give me anything I don't already have, I can't be the first one to be this confused. Understand now, this sucks no matter how I look at it. Love can't be quantified or qualified. I used to love and like her. Then I loved her but didn't like her. Then I hated her. Now I'm numb? Just can't see how you can love someone who takes the most private, intimate and personal thing two people can have between each other. And just give it away to someone else. No matter what the reason, maybe there's different types of love in this world. I don't know the answer to that and find it very difficult justifying either answer. Staying together for my kids' sake would be a mistake I've seen many others do before. Home life sucks for us and the kids. I still can't see a strange guy moving into my house and seeing my kids more than I do. Can't see me abandoning my kids. But I also don't like the idea of me wasting away in a miserable life until my kids grow up and move out on their own. Too many good years left for me to waste what I have left. A lawyer once told me, I'd have to leave, and I can't make her leave if she doesn't want to. The lawyer said a cheating spouse is not looked at highly on by a judge, but it doesn't make her a bad mother. Just a bad wife. So, I'd end up paying the mortgage and everything else. While some loser moves into my house and benefits from me giving her and him a free ride, leaving me pennies to try and live on by myself. The child support alone would be about as much as most folks make in a year. And I'd be living on the street like a penniless bum. Why am I still with her? I lost a crap load of money in the stock market in the past, not realizing the market was collapsing around me. Once it was too late, I just had to wait many years for the market to come back, to get back where I started. It finally happened but took many years to get even. Maybe like having blinders on. I have almost 30 years and 4 kids invested with her. I had hoped that we could work things out and get back to some semblance of normalcy. It has not worked out exactly as planned. I had hoped that whatever brought us together in the beginning could keep us together. Even though something as strenuous as this, fear maybe, fear of loss, fear of starting over at 54, fear of being alone. What the hell do I know? Many thoughts crowding my head, and no way to organize the stupid from the rational thoughts. Tried counseling and it was the biggest waste of time ever. I had hoped, and still do, that time will make this somewhat better. Perhaps two years hasn't been long enough. And before you ask me how long do you plan to wait, I have no clue. It still happened and that's all that really matters. A lie is a lie. The meetings were a lie. The relationship was a lie. The physical part was a lie. Everything was a lie to me. The number of guys and the frequency doesn't add or detract from the one time I know it happened. Knowing the answer to your question wouldn't make it any easier or harder for me to comprehend and wouldn't change where I am today. I'm sure her life sucks as bad as mine does. She knows how bad what she did has affected me and us, but still claims it was a horrible mistake boy is that an understatement. I appreciate all the good wishes. What I really need is a time machine to turn the clock way back. I'm sure we've all wished for that more than once in our lives. If only I could, this is going on two years. If I didn't want to stay with her, I guess I would have left two years ago. The bad thoughts don't go away. I still bring it up every time she does something to piss me off. I still don't have any trust left in her. Perhaps two years isn't enough time. I just don't know. This is very complicated and a million thoughts run through my head every day. This may never go away. An update on the newest blood test. I got a prescription to have blood drawn to have an HSV2 test last week. Went to Quest Labs, but they don't do the actual test, which I already knew. And they won't draw blood and let you take it with you. Nor will they draw blood and send it to a non-Quest Lab for analysis. So, I went to a local hospital, and they drew the blood, spun it, and sent me home with a tube of my serum. 
I packaged it in a kit that University of Washington sent me and dropped it off next morning delivery. It is now in Seattle and the test takes one to two weeks, eagerly awaiting the results. If it comes back positive, I'm done testing and accept that I now have HSV2. If it comes back negative, I'm a happy camper and will take a deep sigh of relief. This test is much more accurate as it tests 14 different things, as opposed to the standard herpes select test, which only tests for two. Once I get the results, I'll let you all know, and then need to make a decision as to what to do with the rest of my ducked up life. This is the most illogical and emotional thing I have ever faced in my life. Having four kids and burying close friends was stressful. This situation is beyond that. My most recent test results have just brought back so much anger, that until this is cleared up, I'm not in a position to make any rational decisions. As far as me firing the shot, I have issues, not to be discussed here, with wearing condoms. They just don't work for me. I was misled or just stupid, thinking her taking Valtrex would keep me from getting her disease. It just reduces outbreaks but can still be spread through asymptomatic shedding. What a perfect disease. No cure, maybe no symptoms, but always there. Yeah, I took a shot, and possibly lost. Staying or leaving are both difficult decisions, especially now that I am jaded, and not sure I can ever trust another woman to be honest with me. Like going form the frying pan into the fire. If I stay, at least I know what I'm working with, and can at least find peace in knowing that. If I leave, is the grass going to be any greener with someone else? I truly don't know. I thought I hit rock bottom when she told me of the affair and her disease. I guess I was wrong, as it got worse last week when I now tested positive. I feel like a part of that guy is now in me, as weird as that sounds. I am not in a position to make the decision now. I need those test results back to at least clear my head from this newest development. Sorry. How's wife behaving? She has expressed remorse, apologized, cried and I believe is truly sorry for what she did and what she has done to me. She still makes me lunch and dinner every day, and I guess she's making an effort to have some normalcy around the house. She knows I am a mere shell of my former self, and she basically killed me. I have turned to complete numbness, ignore her, and basically have little or no conversation with her, at least for the past couple of weeks. Even though she deserves no sympathy, her life sucks too, and she has this disease inside of her as well. I guess I feel sorry for her to some degree. We have discussed the options of staying together or splitting up, and she says, although the decision is ultimately mine to make, that she would rather stay together. Not for the kids, but for us. It can never be as it was years ago, but we're hoping to at least make it better than it is. It's hard, thinking you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone, only to have that plan change after all these years. At, almost, 55, I'm not looking forward to being alone, nor starting over. I'm sure she isn't either. The kids don't know and maybe never will. At 10, 12, 14 and 16 they couldn't handle it, and it would destroy them. Hell, at 54, I can't even handle it. By being intimate with her several months after she told me, I was trying to get things back together and back to as normal as possible. Don't confuse forgiveness with trying to reconcile. Won't know for sure for another week or two until the test comes back whether I have it or not. Irrespective of that, it makes it much harder to accept that I might have HSV2 from my wife's affair as opposed to a prior legitimate relationship. I think after all is said and done, based on the time we have invested in each other and the advice of many of you here, that I'm really going to try and reconcile things with her and try to make a new life together. Knowing what I've got now is a lot less scary than what I don't have out in the world. What you said is what I feel. She's not a bad person, she's a good mother, has been a good wife. But she made a gigantic mistake. I've made mistakes in my life, none like this. But she never kicked me out or left me for them. I think if I'm more understanding, and stop rehashing this with her, and she has an understanding of my expectations, we can make this work.
I think I just need more time to get this out of my head, or at least find a place in my head I can store this away without constantly thinking about it. A month later, great news. The Western Blot HSV2 test came back yesterday Negative Lab says this is the definitive test, and confirms, at least, that I did not have HSV2 for 12 to 15 weeks prior to the test. The Herp Select test was indeed a false positive and no need to get retested again. The Western Blot test tests for 14 antibodies and is personally reviewed by three physicians on site that must concur on the results. The Select tests for one antibody, and is done like a litmus test. Looking at colors on a strip of paper, I am happy. Where do I go from here? Don't know at this moment, letting some good news sink in for a while. That was the last update we got from OP. Guess OP really wants to stay with the wife after all of this madness. I can't comment on this because he even risked his own body staying with this woman. What can I say? Some people really do love their wife no matter what happens. Would you do the same? Comment down below, sub and bell, and seriously, stay safe out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.